Welcome to The Forbes Factor, featuring celebrity TV host, million-dollar entrepreneur, and renowned health and fitness superstar, Forbes Riley, a familiar face from TV, as well as one of today's most sought-after female motivational speakers today. You'll connect with some of the top experts in health and fitness, business, and personal development, as well as some surprise celebrities, all sharing their insight, tips, and tricks to finding true happiness. Now, here's your host, Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. I am Forbes Riley. Isn't that kind of crazy? I've been her for a very long time. Uh, And she's back from Costa Rica. Uh, I spent seven and a half weeks there from my birthday till now, having just the absolute time of my life. Uh, I think I needed to, like many of us do, relax a little bit, de-stress, get away from command central. I'm back in my home. Uh, I miss seeing the ocean every single day out my window. There's something very nice and relaxing about the ocean. And, uh, and I chronicle a lot of this on my social media. So right before I left, I did a lot of things that are, are fun and crazy, jumped off cliffs. Right before I left, I did a head first, 100 mile an hour zip line for a mile. And it's funny because somebody said, were you scared? Or, and I thought, not for a second. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. In fact, I didn't even think about it. I mean, I was so interested. First of all, for some odd reason, the entire place was empty. If you saw my live feed, there was nobody there. And I don't know why, but for the first three hours, I had an entire amusement park by myself. And it felt like I had bought it. Like, that's what Kim Kardashian must do, you know, so the paparazzi aren't there. I'm famous, but not close to that. Uh, and all the, all the guys were just great. And we took video and we laughed and at some point we're strapping and hooking in and I'm like, okay, ready, go. And, uh, and I did scream just for argument's sake, but it was, if you've never done that, the first time I went head first was in Wales for my birthday. I scooped up my beautiful daughter and I was already working in London. I said, we're going to go to the world's largest underground trampoline. It's in Wales. I don't think I realized when I got to London, it's another four hour train ride. You went to the other side, but I will tell you there's something magical about traveling. Now for the last year, many of us have not been able to travel outside of our house, which has been very upsetting and debilitating for me. Um, I need to get out and do things. So I'm excited that it looks like the world is just cracking open a little bit. Costa Rica has been open. Uh, Canada has not. I have a TV series I want to shoot in Canada and I can't get in, which is breaking my heart. Uh, And then guys, uh, Sunday I leave for Dubai. It sounds like I lead a pretty damn exciting life. I know. And I think it's because I wanted to lead a pretty damn exciting life. I gave an in-depth podcast interview this morning and I was sharing about some of my philosophies that I just want to take a couple of minutes and and talk to you. And then I'm going to bring on a couple of very special guests, including which uh, if you're listening to this live on January, uh, January, (laughs) June 19th, which is this weekend, I am speaking on a platform called success resources. If you go to www.forbesreillylive.com, that's my special free link for you guys to hear Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Jack Canfield, Mel Robbins is coming on the platform for the first time, and I am a headline speaker. As I'm saying those words, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, yes, because just like you, I had wants and dreams and desires. Now, unlike many of you, I wrote them down. I put them in a book, and I say by when those things are going to happen, and then I work to manifest them. How did I get to Costa Rica? You know, I was on stage speaking three years ago. A gentleman saw me. He had my name in 
my name and information for three years. Uh, I guess he tried to reach out, but sometimes I don't respond to my emails. And he finally got through on social media and he invited Joshua and I to spend Christmas down there doing a mastermind. I, how did that happen? Because I made it happen. Then he called back and said, we had such a great time. Will you come back with your daughter to do an all women's event with me and my wife, Isabel, who's pregnant? And I said, of course. And it happened to be butted up against my birthday. And I've always been a big fan of maximizing my trips. Now it's so funny because when McKenna and I uh, came back on the flight last night, I guess it was, wow. She was sitting next to a 16-year-old, and he said uh, that he was his first time traveling alone, and he uh, was in Nashville. And my daughter said, this is my mom's tricks. Whenever you go somewhere for work, you always have to spend an extra week and enjoy where you are. And so forever, I've traveled for work, and then I've always made it a pleasurable trip as well. I came home. I haven't seen my, my son in a couple of weeks, and he had a world map on his well, he just graduated high school and there's little pins everywhere he's traveled. Well, I took him to those places. There was, I was like, when did you go to China? I'm like, oh, I took you to China because we manufacture our fitness products in China. And I had a chance to ride the Beijing Express. And then I took them to uh, Germany and Italy, also again for work. And so you say, well, Forbes, you're so lucky you get to travel. Now it's not about luck. It's about wanting to. Now, I'm noticing some of my dear friends are following me today. We've got Anne, who is vacationing in Mexico. She knows the true meaning of vacation. She lives for that. Uh, Harrison Klein also has a, a retreat down in Costa Rica, which I talked to him five months ago. I didn't even know what Costa Rica was, and now I'm a, a massive, massive fan of the entire West Coast, uh, all the way down to Manuel. And, and, and again, following the instincts. So I know the phrase Manuel Antonio. And that is a national park. Well, I'm sitting in the pool one night and somebody, there were two young men. They're like, we have to go to the sea. This is so beautiful. Well, we made a right turn and went to see it. And they're right. It is spectacularly beautiful. The thing about Costa Rica is that you're not allowed to build a hotel on the beach. You can be close to the beach, but there's these barriers. So, you don't. when you're walking on the beach, all you see is nature and beach. And I don't know another place in the world. I mean, if you go to Malibu, there's homes everywhere. And if you go to almost anywhere, there's giant hotels all along Cancun. I have never endlessly seen stretches of beach with nothing on them. Your hotel has a view of the beach, but you got to walk through it. And, and it was a very, very smart design on their part because it feels like it's not overcrowded. And some of the places we went, we were the only people there, which I, in a world that's getting more and more crowded, it felt very special to be on the beach by yourself. If you go to my Facebook, you'll see one of my dreams come true. Uh, I love riding horses. I'm, I'm okay at it. I grew up riding. Um, and I've always, I took my kids to dude ranches a couple of times. Like I really enjoy horses. And, but I don't own one. And I, 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 you don't get to really enjoy running them. In fact, if you go to Tennessee, apparently it's a law or something. We booked a very expensive trip and you were not only allowed to walk your horse. Not good, Tennessee. And so we get there and we meet this beautiful gentleman and his dad who had been a Bronco rider. And he said to my daughter and I, how long do you want to go for? Now, in the States, like a massage, ever get an hour massage in the United States? It's 50 minutes. Yeah, that's the rule. It's not an hour. It's five minutes for them to get warmed up and five minutes to clean up and you pay for the entire thing. And I just don't personally like that very much. It's 50 minutes for an hour massage. So he said, how long do you want to go for? And I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. And it was about 3.30, 4 o'clock sunsets, about 5.30. So we walk out to the beach and there's nobody on the beach in either direction. Nobody. Now that's magical. Again, we live in a very crowded world of 7 billion people on the planet getting towards 8 billion pretty quickly. And so he said, go. 
I said, what do you mean go? And with that, the horse went, bam. And I'm like talking little bam. And I had given him my phone because I wanted to, you know, chronicle what we're doing, all social media. And so I'm galloping like full out. And then he comes whipping by me. I'm like, he had like the, the, the Lamborghini of horses, vroom. And he's like riding bareback, facing me, taking pictures of this. I'm having the freaking, I'm like yelling and screaming and smiling. And McKenna and I are riding. Guys, let me tell you something. We rode, we ran for an hour and a half and we didn't exhaust the horses. You know, in the U.S., they're like, if you run for five miles, you have to walk or five minutes, you have to walk for 30 minutes you have to make sure the horses are cooled down. Either they have very special horses down there, but the horses seem very happy and very fit. And we had a blast and we're going over rocks and, and it, it, the most spectacular scenery on a horse. And then I'm going to share with you because it gets better. We're, we're running. And at some point, he like makes a left turn and runs up the mountain. Like there's this mountain dune. And I'm like, oh, have you never done that? And you're like hanging on for dear life going, you wanted this, right? And then he says, do you want a beer? I, I don't drink, but I'm like, all right. Now, this is the cool thing. Because again, having not really ridden a lot in my life, but I, I've watched Westerns, you know? So now I'm thinking, we like, we like rode into town and I'm having this wild west. We rolled up into town. We tied our horses up. We went upstairs. I had a big thing of water and it was amazing. And now it's dark. And now part of me is thinking, well, I guess there's a shuttle bus back. <laughs> Cause you're not going to like run your horse on the beach at night. Oh yes, you are. Oh my God. We go traipsing down this beautiful mountain and the moon is out and there's no one there but me and my daughter and this gentleman and his dad. Oh, my God. Now, the horses obviously know where they're going because I didn't. And it's pretty dark. And we are running in the dark. And I got to a point in my life where I want things to be beautiful. I want things to be memorable because you don't know how much longer you have left. You never know how much longer you have left. But that was a fantasy of mine that I don't even really think I knew. And it was just one of the most special times I've ever experienced. You know, as I'm thinking about things you do in the dark, in my 20s, I grew up at, on the beach at Club Med. I spent 10 years. People look at me like, how did you, you know, how, how, how did you get to be where you are? Well, I'll tell you what, I worked pretty hard for it. I love the beach. I love entertaining. And so in my 20s, in between being on Broadway and doing movies, I would go down south and I created a job. I created this entertainment director position at Club Med. That's a whole nother episode. And at one of the club meds in Turks and Caicos, you, I love scuba diving because I, I think I told this this morning. What did you want to be when you were little? Many people, I wanted to be an astronaut, no, you know, rodeo queen, whoever, but I wanted to be James Bond. I remember thinking, I still love those kind of movies. I just do. I like the fast cars. I like the wearing gowns in Monaco. I like the whole, I just think it's sexy. I just do. And that includes horseback riding at night and whatever, whatever other adventure you can do, you know, zip lining head first, feeling like you're Iron Man. And if it sounds like I'm having the time of my life, I am. And I want to share that with you guys. And number one, stop getting old. So many of you have just set in your ways and you're boring. What does it take to not be boring? It takes the ability to dream, I think. And so I had a chance to step over the side of a boat into black water. It was the ocean during the day, it was blue, but at night it's black. And I remember standing there the first time and it wasn't fear, it was obscene. It was beyond fear that you were going to step out into nothing. Like, 
And so now I do that and it's, it's wild. And the moon's above and the water's above your head. And I'm a good enough scuba diver. I'm not great, but I'm just like good enough. And then you move your hands and all this plankton, like literally it is like, I've never done acid, but I'm assuming an acid trip must be like yellows and greens. It's like, oh, this is so cool. Right. And then you start to see creatures that you've never seen before. I'm looking down and there's crabs. I'll walk that way and there's lobsters going this way. And then I had a moment. Now, this is bizarre. I just watched too many movies, right? Where I'm hearing, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm hearing Jaws. I'm going to turn around and there's going to be eyes behind me. There's going to be a giant shark behind me. I'm going to get eaten. <laughs> and I like turn around and like, there's nothing there. And I'm turning around because it's dark. So now you're floating and swimming like in a dream. And so if I sound like I'm having the most amazing time, I am. But what I'm also talking about is I had no money back then. How did I do that? I actually went to work for Club Med because I've never chosen to let money stand in the way of a good time. Now, I grew up broke and not like a little broke. Uh, and I think that's why I'm what I guess the word would be scrappy, innovative. Uh, I know what it's like to have money, but I know what it's like not to. And so I still operate like I don't have money because you never know where it's going to come from next. So I, and I've always gotten deals or arrangements. I don't know. So please don't say to me, I ask people what they want all the time. It's one of the things I do when I speak and I'll say, what do you want? Oh, I want a million dollars so I can travel. I'm like, I just want to travel and a million dollars will come. So please, here's what I want you to say. A couple of things about money matters. Number one, money is energy. It can come, it can flow, it's very fluid, and there's more than you will ever be able to spend in the entire world. There's trillions, and I think they keep printing more. How you make it, how you keep it, what you do with it, that's a philosophy, that is your attitude towards money. And I have a whole concept I've been working on like, about identifying your limiting beliefs. When I say a number, like I'm going to say that this, this costs, well, by the way, this costs a thousand bucks. First of all, a phone for a thousand dollars is really crazy, right? I don't think most people go, I can't afford that. You're like, oh, give me the payment plan. I can afford it. But if I said, come to a training or a class or a vacation for $9.97, you're like, oh, I can't afford that. Yes, you can. What does it take for you to go, yes, you can. You just have to figure that out. Because I'll tell you what, I just told you stories, magnificent stories of traveling. I believe that most of my favorite memories were always made traveling. I remember sitting on Funzi off the coast of Africa. It was New Year's Eve on a sandbar. I can remember a teapot in Nairobi. Uh, just be, I don't know what I had for lunch yesterday, but I'm thinking about a teapot 10 years ago in Nairobi. Somehow when you're out there on vacation, so if you've got kids, take them. If you've got a loved one, don't let what you don't know stand in your way of the greatest things you'll never know. Make sense? Now, I'm going to bring this around full circle because this weekend I'm doing something that is also a dream of mine, and it's free. So please go to www.forbesreillylive.com where you'll get to meet some of the greatest thinkers and speakers in the world. And in just a minute, you're going to get to meet the man who put this whole thing together. He has become a dear friend, and I'm a huge fan of, of the time and energy and work they put into it because you have a choice. You can listen to the news and freak out over all the things that are happening, or you can listen to really good thoughts, thought leaders, inspiration, motivation, because I think motivation is a lot like food. I don't care how much you had yesterday, you need a little bit today. And I wake up every morning, you got to be hungry about my dear friend, Les Brown. I get to speak all the time about having no fear about this concept of permission. And that's what I'm giving you right now. I'm actually giving you permission uh, to live your best life. 
And if that were the case, what would it look like? So here's how you do that. It's really simple. Grab one of these for those of you under 20. This is a pen. That's what I just grabbed. Yeah, pen for writing. I'm joking with that. Most of you like to text. I like to write because when I write things down, they come true. The secret of manifesting seems to be a pen, okay? So find a special notebook and start to write things that you dream that you want to have come true. And I'll watch. Watch what happens. In fact, I have my little book here. I have a book that I started in 1987. I've kept it with me. And in this little magical book, I have written down all the things that it's so old right now, but it outlines all the things that I wanted when I was 27 that I got. I got them all by the time I was 37. And then there's one in here that I wanted a piece of fitness equipment. How the heck did spin gym happen at 27? Because I didn't create it till I was in my 40s. You are only limited by your dreams. You know, Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in a jail. He came out and he was very quite revered. How did he do that? How did he survive all that? Because he never gave up hope of dreaming. Dreaming is the architecture of what you want to have happen now or in the future. And you need to grant yourself permission. See, I said I could, but I can't really. Because I'm not the Wizard of Oz. And in fact, if memory serves, there is no Wizard of Oz. There's an illusion of one. And four people gave up their lives almost to meet him. One wanted a heart, a brain uh, to go home and courage. And when they finally got to this great wizard, like you all go, oh, please give me what I want. Please, oh, master. And then the guy pulled up across this curtain and there's this little guy going, uh, he said, I can't give you anything. In fact, you don't need me to give you anything because the secret is you always had it inside of you all along. So hopefully this inspired you to dream big. Dreams are free. They're absolutely free. And yet when I ask so many of you, I meet you around the world, you dream small. I dream of writing a book one day. Really? I dream of having my book being a New York Times bestseller. Writing it is just the process. I dream of falling in love. Well, I dreamed of having babies with a beautiful man and living an awesome life. What is your dream? And the better and clearer you architect it, the more likely it's liable to come true in technicolor. All right, so I'm going to introduce you to a man who made my dreams come true, and then another man I've made some of his dreams come true. We'll be right back after this message. My name is Forbes Riley. You're listening to The Forbes Factor. We talk about health wealth and happiness. You got to have all of them. Mm, don't go away. We're right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. 
want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey, everybody. Uh, We are back uh, here on the Forbes Factor. And I am back in the States, at least for a minute. And I'm here with one of my favorite people. Now, why is my favorite people? One, because he's got a great, great smile. Um, he's got a really cute accent. And, oh, yeah, he gave me one of my opportunities of a lifetime that I will be forever grateful for. And that is just leveling up my game to speak with some of the greatest speakers of our time. I had a chance to meet Les Brown at the beginning of my career. He became my godfather. I became his coach for pitching, and we became best buddies. And he's on the platform along with Jack Canfield. Very, very few people know that I was published in Chicken Soup for the Soul several decades ago. Uh, Dr. Martini, and now Mel Robbins is there with Brian Tracy and, and Damon John. And we've just got amazing people. Oh, wait. And we've got Forbes Riley. <laughs> hey, Mr. Brian Walsh, you put this whole thing together. It's called Real Summits. And if you want a free ticket, I'm inviting you for free this weekend if you're watching this live uh, at www.ForbesRileyLive.com. Do you like how I made that all about me, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I checked that link and it definitely goes to the right place. So we're all good. <laughs> there you go. All right. So Brian, welcome to the show. Um, you created a thing called real summits. Where did this come from? Um, well, we would, I, I guess there's two sides to that from a physical point of view, we were doing live events in South Africa and we were promoting international events like Tony Robbins and what have you, um, you know, from South Africa and Africa context. Uh, when COVID hit that all ground to an instant halt, and um, I actually remember saying to my team, like we were literally like, you know, like I think some people as it hit, as the lockdowns hit, you realized, okay, there goes all the revenue. Everything just comes to a, an immediate halt. And um, I remember saying to my team, but you know what, if, if, if our objective is to inspire people, shouldn't we in this greatest time of crisis be standing up and inspiring people? And I said, I think we need to do an online summit. We need to just phone all the speakers we've worked with. We just do summit. I have no idea how we're going to pay salaries at the end of the month. So how are we going to make money? That's irrelevant. Let's just connect with people and make something happen. And that was in April, beginning of April. I, I think it was eight days from that decision to, to put in our first summit on online um, in, in April last year. 
And, um, and yeah, and then we just found a business model that worked with it. We found, you know, so we managed to connect to so many speakers because people like Les, who I've hosted before, but it costs a fortune to have him on a stage, you know, suddenly became more accessible. Um, we just started to, to get, and we, the business grew like just exponentially overnight. It's, it's a real blessing. I mean, to know how many people have struggled over this period and to know that we could build a multi-million dollar business is, is truly special, but it's the reason I think, you know, uh, you know, uh, Forbes, we, we've been doing this for a long time. And I think, you know, we've got this incredible team of over 20 people and they're all just dedicated to one thing. They've seen people live, you know, a better life, seen people be able to live their actual potential that we've experienced in our lives in bits and pieces. And we're always on that journey to become the better versions of ourselves. And to see, you know, we have 160 countries that attend. We got we have 47 and a half thousand registrations as of now, as we're talking. And it's like it's just unbelievable to think that we can connect with so many people in one way and just inspire them to be better versions of themselves from every corner of the planet. So it's really, really special. Well, you know, when you think about it, it's always been about the spoken word. From the time well before we could write, we spoke. Uh, you think about all the, the the scriptures that have been passed down through the years. And it is about, especially in time of, of trauma and fear, having somebody willing to get up and speak just to calm us down, to give us hope, to guide us, to offer wisdom. And I have been a fan of motivational speakers forever. There's actually a very funny story, though, because I did not know who Les was several decades ago. And I went to one of these kind of big summits and I just missed him. And I thought he was a band leader. <laughs> <laughs> and who knew that I would eventually hear one of the greatest voices, which you will never forget. I became obsessed with him. I had never, I'd never felt the way I felt when I was in a room with him. And then I, uh, I was an opening act for him for uh, a thing that we did in Orlando. And he grabbed my hand and just like it was a, a spiritual thing, said, I've never heard anyone like you. And I'm like, um, yeah, you're Les Brown. He's like, yeah, but let me talk to you. And he called me on the phone and he said, just grab paper. I'm going to tell you all the things that you can improve on. Your raw stuff is genius. You just need to organize a little bit. And I'm like, I would just, I'm like, can anybody know? Could somebody videotape? This is so freaking cool. And it was ours. It was ours. And we've become fast friends ever since. And I teach his kids and his team how to pitch. Uh, because I do have a certain bent that I like to do. But a lot of what I am now focused on, because I'm an actress. You know, there's, I remember uh, the whole speaking transition for me. I had just done Lily Tomlin's one woman show. She wrote, Brian, if you could imagine a 250-page play that had 15 characters, no change of scene, no change of costume, and no props. You had to mime everything. And I saw it on Broadway when I was in my early 20s, and I had one of the cheap seats back then. And at the end of the show, I was the last one. They had to kick me out of the theater. I couldn't physically move. I just watched something that was beyond imagination for me. Well, two decades later, I'd written a one-woman show of my own. And I got a call saying, hey, Lily Tom would like to meet you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, who's this? I'm like, no, no, she wants to resurrect her show, but they need to rework it. And they'd like to have somebody do it so she can watch it and blah, blah, blah. And I ended up getting the job. And I tell, this is the start of everything because I tell uh, people, I tell the story, that a 250 page play looks, this is Rock's book, by the way, looks a lot like this. How do you memorize 250 pages? So I got up to rehearsal. We did this in Sacramento. And I start, I'm talented enough to mime and do these things. And at some point, I'm like, I, I got like five words and I'm going, okay, what's the next word? And then I realized in like three weeks, these all have to be in my head. And I went to the director and I said, I quit. He said, excuse me? I said, I can't do this. He said, yeah, you can. You're good. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. There's no teleprompter. There's no, I, I, I can't do this. And he said, well, wait, before you quit, 
can I have you go to somebody? I'm like, do whatever you want, but I'm out of here on Monday and I'm so sorry that I, I thought I could do this. I don't know how anybody could do it. It's stupid. Like, that's how horrible, how big a task it is. And he sent me to a hypnotist. And it's funny sometimes how you go somewhere and just one person, one droplet will change everything. And he sat me down and he said, what's the problem? I said, well, I've been hired to do this play. I have to memorize 250 pages and I can't do it. He said, go home. I, I said, excuse me? He said, go home. I said, wait, I came to you so I don't have to go home. He said, well, what do you want? I said, I, I want to, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't do this. He said, then go home. I said, right, this is not funny now. He said, do you understand that you're saying you can't? I said, but, but I can't. He said, then go home. All right, you know what? Stop it. What do I have to do? And it's funny when you get in this state of what do you have to do to be successful where you stop believing your own limiting beliefs. And I said, all right. Uh, he said, just think about the word surrender. Just stop thinking. Anything. Okay, I surrender. I don't know what to do, but I surrender. Here's my hands. I give up. He said, great. Now say the words. I can do this. I said, okay, I can do this. He said, go home. He said, you didn't say you can. I said, yes, I did. He said, no, no. You said you can, but you meant you can't. I said, this is not funny. All right, fine. I can do this. He said, well, of course you can. Have you done it before? I said, yes, I've done plays before. He said, As, can anybody do this? I literally did it. Well, I can do it. And then I heard myself, Brian, say I can do it. And I had a moment of going, well, if she can do it, maybe I can. And then the next level of surrender was, if I can, what do I need to do to accomplish the task? And then he said to me, you write it every, line, every sentence twice in cursive, and then you hook it in the air, and you go to sleep with it in your head on a tape recorder, and then you wake up with a tape recorder. I did all that. I opened the show. I actually got called a virtuoso for doing that. Um, and it was brilliant, and I had videotaped. But it was the start of everything for me going, how do you tackle the seemingly impossible? One, you eat an elephant a bite at a time. Two, you have unbelievable faith in you. I mean, that's how everybody does anything. And when I see you and your team, you represent that journey for me because it almost seems impossible what you've put together, the greatest speakers in the world, and you're allowing so many people to hear so much. And I'm also going to share one more thing as a teacher of this. I'm not just a speaker. This is the greatest gift that you've offered me. I've met almost a couple thousand of your students, of the listeners. I know what they want. I hear them. And that's been unbelievable. So what is your hope for everybody who's taking advantage of this and coming to this summit to listen to your speakers? I think it's fascinating listening to your story. And, you know, we, we, we look at the complexity of life and we try and come up with these big stories about why it's so difficult and why it's so challenging. When truthfully, that simple term, self-confidence, belief in yourself, is the underlying factor of everything. And, you know, we live in a society and a world, and we've all witnessed this, being parents, being children before that, where, you know, we don't, we don't see kids growing up with a lot of self-confidence. I grew up with almost no self-confidence because of various different things that were happening in my life. And what I want is people to, to kind of, number one, get light bulb moments, actually wake up and realize there's a much bigger opportunity with life than is currently facing them. But number two, I just want people to start believing in themselves. And when you talk about like what that hypnotherapist did, and I think it's so cool because he wasn't even doing hypnotherapy on you. He was just using simple psychology to get through to you. Um, you know, we, we, we want people to realize that whatever their life is currently illustrating, it's, it can be a lot better. And they know it. And I think the thing is, deep down, people know it. People that come to these kind of summits, people that work with us, they know, they hang on to a thread knowing there is, there is something better. They don't know how to get there. They don't even know what it is sometimes, but they believe enough 
in order to take action. And I think that's, you know, that was my story because to me, it took so long to be able to get to a stage where my confidence eventually took control in a positive way and started to manifest incredible things. Um, but I just think, you know, we just want people to, to, to just take that next step. And it's different for different people. And that's why we have 18 different speakers. We talk on so many different topics, but we're very selective of the people, as you know, we put into our space because the most important thing is these are all very genuine people who underline everything, want to impact people at a very personal level. And, and I think, um, you know, this is something, as you know, we have a whole speaker management team just for this whole rating system and a whole management system around this because our industry you know, is flooded with the get-rich-quick schemes and a lot of, you know, nonsense comes off the back of it. And we, we have a kind of motto in our business that we create for people to go on education journeys. And, um, you know, because they invest in the programs, they invest in the speakers, they work with people. And we have an incredible, like we have a huge customer support team and we, we engage with some of the top customer experience people in the world. We just want to do it differently because people are scared and they're scared because of circumstances and their challenges in life. Then they come and they say, okay, I want to work with Forbes. Okay, so we've made things really affordable, but still, you know, you might invest into something, you might work with somebody, but you're still scared. People are scared to change their identity, let alone invest into something. So it's not just about a safe environment because there might be financial commitment. It's a safe environment because we've all been there and we've all been scared, just like you're already now. We've all not believed in ourselves in simple little things. And every one of us that has manifested, you know, really blessed sort of results in our lives, know that we're not different to anyone else because we've been through all the mobile journeys and those challenges. And we just want as many people to realize that as many people to wake up from that. So, you know, the greatest, that's why we do it for free. And even though the model works really well, witnessing those thousands and thousands of people comment while you guys are speaking, you know, like trying to sift through them. I spend hours just watching their comments and our team because we have a massive team in there watching and monitoring. And it's just to, yeah, people say the things like you'll say something and somebody will go like, oh my goodness, what did you just say? And then one of our team will repeat what you said, like right in, because it's that those light bulbs, you just see them flashing and people get impacted. And, you know, Les, like you said, you didn't know him. I mean, Les is just, it's his voice. I think he's just got one of those voices. Right. I'm, I'm in love with his voice. You know, I've got every audio program of Les ever. But a guy like Dr. John Demartini, like who, who has this profound impact to make people realize things they didn't think, or James McNeil, or, or any of the guys from the different context, um, just seeing people light up is the greatest gift in the world. And so the fact that we can build a business that makes sense with it, but also be able to focus on creating an environment for people to feel safe, to go on those journeys, to shift. We know how hard it is, and we know how painful it is, and we have to honor that and respect that. And so, yeah, it's been an absolute blessing. And I mean, our team... You know, we all, like our whole team, we sit in tears sometimes in Zoom calls because we have teams all over the world, you know, just with the blessings of knowing the impact that this actually makes in people's lives. And, you, you know, you mentioned how many people it is, and we mentioned, you know, 160 countries. So, sure, there's a lot of people that can afford to purchase or work with Forbes directly or, you know, get coached by somebody or whatever. But there's a mass of, of people couldn't afford $1. On thing, you know, but they're there and they're so grateful that they get to be inspired and woken up because every speaker teaches extensively during the summit. I, it's just, yeah, I, it's like my life dream. And I'm going, now we just go, how do we make it bigger? How do we make it bigger? How do we get a million people into a summit? There can't be a limit, you know, it's just got to be whatever. But yeah, it's been a very blessed journey. Well, I love that you're always reinventing. And in fact, we do have something very special in July. I think I get to sit between Evan Morgenstern and Brian Tracy in July, which I'm just loving being around all these male energies um, and being the light bulb there because you continue to reinvent what people are experiencing, don't you? 
Yeah, I think our core summits are always going to be a big entry point, but entrepreneurship has been a personal thing of mine for a long time. So in July, we launch, in, which they'll, we'll tell it then, you know, at the summit, we've got the Real Entrepreneur uh, Conference, which is calling a conference to make a different name to the summit, but it's obviously focused specifically on business. And um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, when, when it's, it's a side project of ours, and when our team said, you know, who can we get? We've, we're so well connected. I mean, Brian Tracy, I've been friends with for a while. Um, you know, uh, Jay Abraham, a lot of people just can't Google Jay Abraham. You don't have to like worry. Like, like he's known as the number one tactician or strategist in business in the world today. And, um, you know, to have these kind of guys, it's not just that they come in to participate. It's the energy they come with to participate. You know, we become a big family of teachers that work together and share and learn to love each other and learn from each other. And so it's a blessing to have some of the older generation guys coming in and making the impact that they do. But yeah, that's going to be quite special as well. I just think it's fantastic. All right. So we have uh, about two minutes before my next break. And I guess the big question everyone's asking is, why Forbes? <laughs> oh, no, no. So, so it's, it's an interesting thing because female speakers was a, a big conversation we've had for a long time. We actually hosted two women summits last year. Um, which is an unusual thing to do. And, you know, this, this, it's been such a male-dominated industry. And so when Diana, one of our speaker managers, you know, introduced us to you, um, I think your, your natural confidence because you've been on TV for so long and been an actress and everything, and your energy is just contagious. So, you know, to have a woman to come in there and break into that space and actually connect the way you do has been amazing. I mean, obviously, Mel Robbins is brilliant as well. We've got a lot of women and we try and keep it that way. So you, it was just a blessing. You know, nothing happens for Cody. We didn't meet each other by coincidence. It was all planned by the greatest scheme of the universe. So it's been an absolute blessing. You know, and I firmly believe that. I, I told the universe that I needed 18 years to raise my children, that when they turn 18, they're pretty much self-sufficient. And they December 4th of last year, they turned 18. And my life completely shifted, literally, like, like it was on cue. Because it takes a lot of sacrifice to do this. I remember somebody talking to me about, about shifting on COVID. And I'm going to give you guys great advice. Stop saying that. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a dreamer. I've been pivoting my entire life. I pivoted when my parents died. I pivoted when I broke my knee. I pivoted when I, on and on and on. Joshua pivoted when I got hit by a car. You're going to, if you don't know how to pivot, you haven't lived. I'm like, if pivot, if COVID is the first time, whoa. And then for, Sam's the actual people who get sick. And, and I don't mean to say it that way. I've, you know, I was at death's doorstep. I got, I had a septic after a kidney stone. Things will happen to all of us. I get that and take precautions, but. Everything comes out of ashes. If you're a Phoenix girl like I am, I couldn't get two people to pop onto a Zoom call or work out with me on Zoom. And now I've got 10,000 people on Zoom calls all around the world. So something brilliant came out of this. And I, I love, I love, Brian, that you and I are having lunch or can talk like I'm sitting next to without having to fly around the world to South Africa. And mm -hmm. it's, I think it's up leveled the game. I can see all my students now right here. You can't turn away or get on your cell phone or go to the bathroom. I know where you are. And, and I love this. It's, it's become like the greatest medium in the world. And for me, um, you, the opportunity that you gifted me that I get to pay forward because it's got nothing to do with me. I've had an amazing life and I love what I do. But I think all the bad things I've gone through, like all of us, have led to these stories and these messages and, and things I can't wait to uplevel people's lives. I teach, I don't know, 30, 40 hours a week and I'm loving life so much now. So thank you for that. Um, we do have to take a quick break. And we come back. I brought in one of my students who's got a couple of questions for you. So will you stick around? Cool. Absolutely. All right. Guys, uh, stay tuned.
follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you hate going to the gym, but want to shed that extra weight, finally get a flat stomach and tight toned arms, we have the most unique solution. And get this, it's fun and takes less than five minutes, two times a day. Developed by Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and TV health expert, Forbes Riley. The Spin Gym is the most compact, low-impact, resistance exercise ever developed. This simple handheld device provides the most unique fat-burning, metabolic-boosting workout suitable for all fitness levels. You've seen it on TV and in print with more than 2 million sold. What are you waiting for? Get your Forbes Riley Spin Gym at buyspingym.com. Order now and discover how easy and fun it can be to get in the very best shape of your life in just five minutes. Guaranteed. There's never been another product like the Forbes Riley Spin Gym. So try it risk-free for 30 days. Visit buyspingym.com today. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Zofia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley. Hey everybody, I am back here with one of my dear friends and students, Mr. Albert Corey from Miami. He's known as the Tax Man. And Brian Walsh, the creator and genius behind the Real Summit Tour that has some of the biggest names in speaking around the globe on a stage, inspiring millions. So I'm excited to have both of them here. Brian was just talking and sharing with our Facebook audience a little bit how he got to where he is. And he mentioned something that most people who are not really successful look at successful people and go, oh, they had it easy. Brian, how easy was it? (laughs) For me, I think I paid a lot of dues for a lot of people, it seemed, because um, I'm in my early 50s and, uh, and, and you know, now it all seems to make sense. But um, no, but I, as I was saying to Albert, it was, you know, just I, I was very lost. And then I got exposed to this idea of personal development through this guy called Emil Rautenbahn, who was a prodigy of Tony at the time. I read Tony's books. Um, you know, back then, and I thought it was the first time I looked at 26, it felt like somebody for the first time in my entire life, hey, Brian, you can actually take control of your life. It doesn't have to be the way it is. It doesn't have to just be a circumstance. You can actually do something with it. Um, and that's where the journey started for me. And but because I had so many challenges and 
You know, I used to have this fight about mindset. I'd always talk about mindset. And I would like, I can't change my mind. It's freaking me out. Like mindset, I can't do this. You know, there's so much negative conditioning around it. Um, so my journey seemed to take a lot longer than it maybe should have, although it had some interesting encounters. But, you know, when I look at it now and I, I you know, it, there is no wrong or right journey. You know, it doesn't matter how long it took. None of us on the screen right now are in our 20s, um, you know, and we've been through our challenges. But everything is, a, you know, it's just builds on what there was. And, and, you know, I'm very blessed to do what I do today because it's based on my values. It's based on what's really important to me, based on my backstory of who I was and what I went through as a child and growing up and everything. And, um, but yeah, I took a, <laughs> I mean, so people say it almost felt like an overnight success to us when we got this business name. Um, but then, you know, those classic words, it took 20 years to have an overnight success sort of come to mind because, I think we've been running this personal development, entrepreneurial development business now for 16 years. So it, um, is so it was like just a normal kind of doing okay business until now. But it, it is so important to understand when you're younger. Number one, I, that's why I was talking about living at Club Med. You should really enjoy your life. I don't understand uh, all these 20-year-olds like, I have to figure out everything I'm doing. Dude, I'm not older than that. And I tell you what. Enjoy your 20s and go and play. And I don't, you don't get a job during then, really. And then go and enjoy your 30s and maybe raise a family. But don't be in a rush because I don't think you get it until you get to be this age. And I don't know many yeah. people who've really taken the time to give back. So, Albert, you also, you have a kind of a crazy background, a little lack of self-esteem there growing up. And look what you became. Yeah, um, I was the guy who, when I told dad, 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 we're going to be rich. My family's from North Lebanon, okay? And North Lebanon is like the Indians, go get a job. You know, go become a doctor or a lawyer. You're not supposed to. Okay. So when I went home and told Pops that we're going to do Richmond, go do tax return. And I was working H&R Block. And he then tells me off in words I cannot tell you here that, you know, and at the end, I said, you know, Dad, you're right. Nobody's going to come to me, but everybody's going to come to Coin Associates. And that led me on the, the little journey back when we started in 85 and a 37-year overnight success story. How, how we just got finished doing 90,000 tax returns in 37 years in one office. You know, we, we said, wow. you said about pivoting, you're right. You know, I was doing returns by fax. You know, I bet most of the people here don't even know what that is now. But we were doing them by fax. So when COVID and stuff hits, it was like, okay. And we were still doing emails and we never closed. So you just got to learn to rock and roll and, and keep changing. Ryan, if you could change one thing about people's mentality, what would it be? I think just awareness. You know, one of the greatest things I ever learned many years ago was, was this, this, there was an institute in Denmark called the Quality of Life Institute, and they, they did extensive research, and they worked with religious leaders and scientists. They were all scientists themselves, and they wanted to just figure out what happiness was and what differentiated people who were happier than others. And uh, I think it was the most intensive per capita research ever done on the space. And uh, this guy came to South Africa um, and he did this whole presentation to a group of my, my you know, students that I was involved with. None of us got it, like went straight over the top of our head because it was so complex. And, and right at the end of this like hour, it was impressive, but I, you were trying to pick up little pieces because you couldn't understand all the, the context. But right at the end of it, he said, you know, after all the millions of dollars and thousands of hours of research that was done, the one key thing they had the greatest impact on person's ability to be happier was simply self-awareness. And I mean, this was like 20 years ago, but it, it's so crazy because 
we, we feel something, but we don't know why we feel something. And then we have no power. And if we give the power to anything or anyone else, which is what most people do, it's COVID, it's the government, it's Trump, it's Biden, it's every other president in the world, it's Putin, it's this, it's that, it's the economy, it's every other reason we give that power to them, then, you know, you might as well just do alcohol and drugs because you've got nothing left to do with your life because you've got no power. So the truth is that awareness of everything you feel, it's the little things. You know, like we said, Forbes, it's not, it's not, you don't go and manifest success because you're brilliant. You go and manifest success because you let go of stuff and you become the version of yourself that's always been hidden inside yourself. So the truth is you have to become aware in order to fix and take control and, and, and get out there and make things happen. And whether it's something good or bad, you know, everything is there to serve. And when you can get into flow and you can get into a place where life is a blessing, because it actually should be for everyone. Like the Course of Miracles, I think Gabby Bernstein always says, you know, uh, your life should be full of miracles if it's not something's wrong, <laughs> you know? And that's the case for most people, something's wrong. You should be living a blessed life. And then everything that comes into it, even a challenge becomes something that serves you. And even before the challenge is really there, you know it's going to serve you on your greater, in your greater purpose and cause. But without awareness, without having that self-reflection and that consciousness to be able to process that, you've got nothing. So if there's one thing I'd love to change in people's lives is for them to just switch on to that and realize when I feel something because somebody did something to me, it's got nothing to do with them. It's only got to do with why I'm feeling it. It's got nothing to do with the stimulus or the catalyst. It's only got to do with me because that's the only power I have. And so, yeah, that would be something that would really, that's what changed my life tremendously. And it took a long time for me to get that. <laughs> Hey, Albert, you deal with people's money. I spent all day today in class talking. I have a class that I teach. I called Make Money with Forbes. And one of the things is people's limiting belief about money. Even the number, you know, I say to them, I have a thing that I do. What's the number you paid on your tax return last year? And what the gross amount that you made? And how do you feel about it? And very often they're like, I could do better. That's actually not a feeling. The feeling is I'm disappointed or I'm excited. And then I have them add a zero and change the feeling. Robert, what is the big sticking issue that you find? Because you literally touch people. That's the thing they don't want to know. <gasps> don't tell me how much money I made. But you see that every day. People don't want to pay. See, I mean, I learned a long time ago that people, they're afraid if you make money. I remember the one thing I learned from taking Grant Cardone and, uh, and the ClickFunnels guys. To understand, I want to have a tax problem. Dude. I want to be making so much money that I'm saying, uh-oh, I better go hire Corey because he's going to get me out of this. See, most people are scared that they're going to pay tax, which is okay. I understand nobody wants to pay tax, and that's what my job is, uh, my day job anyways. But people are scared that you're going to have to pay money. I'm saying like, and? Dude, I want you to go out and become a billionaire, and then worry about, oh, blank, I got to give 30% back. Well, guess what? If you pay 30% back, you're still 75% more than you had the day before. <laughs> Hello? It's like people bitch, oh, I got to work overtime and pay the tax. Yeah, but you're still making 40% more in your pocket. If you don't want that money, give it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what is your take on money now that you've become a little bit more successful? Are you good with it, bad with I it? Just, What's your I, laugh, I laugh at Albert because, you know, like, like, I've been teaching entrepreneurship for years and, I, and I, entrepreneurship, and I talk about this word called profit that people sound familiar with. And what Albert just said, I, say, I used to say it from stage all the time, for goodness sakes, you should want to pay a fortune in tax because if you're paying a fortune in tax, you're making three, four times more of that. Right. When you do the little tax, you know, when you've got to pay $10,000 in a year, you don't have the money because it never makes sense. But when you've got to pay the million dollars, then you find got the money. Well, that's also just sensible use of money. But um, it was interesting. Tony Robbins always used to say, you know, people think when you become successful, you have less profit. 
problems. You, know, you don't have less problems, you just have different problems. To right. sit like with my partners and try and figure out how are we going to, you know, lessen tax or, or you know, what are we going to do with a, a multi-million dollar, you know, a profit in a, in a short period of time is not a conversation I've ever had before, you know, to that extent on a global basis and whether where should I base myself to get the best tax breaks and, where should, and hiring tax consultants in the US and for personal purposes. So, but, yet, you know, the mindset, Forbes, that's it. I mean, money flows where it's respected and where it's treated properly. And the truth is, you, you know, like, like what Albert is saying as well, people have got to change their mindset. And I mean, tax is a, a norm throughout the world and the world wouldn't really effectively work if taxes weren't paid. Yes, 30% might get wiped out on the world. That's just inefficiencies of bureaucracy. But can you imagine well, how, where would the roads be? Where would the schools be? Where would the medicine be? Where would everything that we need to survive be if we didn't pay tax? So start seeing things as a blessing. Albert's job is for you to pay as little as you have to legally. That's what his job is. Hire him to do that. That's what I do. But at the end of the day, if we see tax as a burden, if we see debt as a burden, if we see anything with money as a burden and a negative, that negative energy translates into how money flows. So you guys, we've got two minutes to the end of the show. Like I'm supposed to have a loan instead of freaking out about it, you know, and then it just changes the whole context. Brian's going to have to take my course on how to do quick sound bites. We have two minutes till the end of the show. (laughs) We're not allowed to go over because it's a radio show. Albert, one final thought for the week for everybody listening. Guys, go out and do something. Follow Forbes. Um, If you want to take your class, go to talkalbert.com. Dude, you'll find some awesome tips that's going to take you to the next level. Just look at me. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend. Brian, some one thing you want everyone to be thinking about this week. Just come to the summit. Come and listen to Forbes live there. Come and listen to the other incredible speakers that are there. Just invest in yourself with time. There's no cost, but you just got to put some time into it. Um, every day, every month, put a little bit of time into making yourself a better person. Right. And then my final thing is stop asking them to say, I can't afford it, but figure out what can't you afford to miss. We made the summit free. So now you have no excuse. Please show up to listen to myself, Brian Tracy, uh, Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Mel Robbins, Dr. Martini, Rock Thomas. I could go on. Robin Banks, all these amazing speakers. Paulo Mahoney, learned so much from him. My dear friend, Sharon Lecter, and so many more. It is the place to be. Dinah, I want to thank you very much for believing in me and to your whole entire team and Stacey and Brian. You guys are one of a kind, and I am so blessed that my job now is to bless others. I just got this for my birthday. Cute little, little elephant with his nose up. From my mark to your guys. We'll see you guys next week. Join us. Bye, everybody. Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We'll see you again soon.